0: Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron
1: Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations.
0: Taking the time in your schedule to tune in to your show with your co-host, Raising Expectations. I'm Pastor Joe Schofield. It's a privilege to greet you tonight. It's a privilege to share with you people who bless my life each week. And then we're going to share a wonderful man with you tonight. And Great testimony, and he's going to also share his son will be there in just a while. I'll let you tell them all about Stephen. Uh, Again, we come to you uh, from BBS radio television there in Texas, but I am located in the West Coast, and I'm in the Sacramento capital area of California, still working at getting California to straighten out. It's an ongoing battle, but I'm working uphill, so you pray for me. But anyway, along with that, we do have in Southern California, in Lompoc, we have Dr. Paul Hall, who is a retired pastor. He's a great pastor, a great Bible teacher, professor. He uh, is not a retired theologian because, as we often say, each week he... He locks. Theologues.
2: theologues. Thank
0: you, Steph. That's said theologues. That's the word you'll want to look up because we're making it famous. It'll be worth a lot someday. He studies the word of God, applies it to life, and we get an idea what's going on in his opinion. So he's in California. So we come to you from across the width and breadth of the nation all the way to the East Coast. Two incredible people, boy! I thank them. They got to stay up late to be with us, so they stay up really late. So if uh, Steph- <laughs> Stephanie and Tank there, doctors Tank there, uh, if they break into jumping jacks or something, she is an incredible uh, life coach. So if they have to because it's late at night back there, you just bear with them. Go ahead and get involved, and then you call them up. She'll get you in shape in no time. She uh, she is a life coach. She's a health specialist. She will teach you from the inside out your relationship with Christ all the way through to uh, who he wants you to become and who he can help you be. So Stephanie uh, Thayer there in the West Coast and her wonderful husband, Dr. Craig Thayer, who's a, a specialized surgeon. a a trauma surgeon. He's the one that looks at it when you say, oh my goodness, what do we do now? And he's a great man of God who takes time to ask God every time, what do I do next? He's also a nutrition expert. So the dynamic duo all the way to the West. Now back to the center of the nation in Central America, which we lovingly call Texas. (laughs) We have Pastor Ron Greer coming to us, from McKinney, Texas. Ron's a retired, uh, well, he's a retired pastor also. He was a Marine. He ran for Congress. This guy knows what's going on in the world also, and he loves the Lord Jesus Christ. And man, we love you, brother. We're so glad he's there in McKinney, Texas. And uh, you can... uh, You can see just from the look that he's no longer shy. We often say this because he was kind of shy, but we got him out of his shell. We got him back to where he's not shy anymore. Oh, my goodness. When we all get together on our our Raising Expectation retreat, we're sure going to have fun on this. But in any event, moving right along, we have somebody special today. And for time's sake, I want to just pitch this out to them. So you'll get to know this man. I met him years ago. And uh, Vance's wife, name is Donna, Vance Greek. He is a pastor. He's a Christian entertainer extraordinaire. Uh, if you ever hear him sing, he sounds like Elvis only 10 times as good. <laughs> and he uh, he's really good. Oh, he's good. So you're thank gonna, you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> you're going to hear about A a time in his life where God was going to do something that way, and he went another way. He's got a great testimony. He has a wonderful family, wonderful children. His wife, Donna, is is an angel with him. They've been married going on 50 years now, I believe. So uh, that's really incredible what God can do there. Uh, His son is Stephen. I'm going to let him talk all about that. So here's what we're going to do tonight we're just going to lay it out there. Um, uh, This wonderful group of people, Vance, they're going to be like family to you. Feel free, share your testimony, just like we would be talking over coffee like we used to years back. And uh, then just, you want to ask them anything, we'll open that up. And then when Stephen gets there, he can talk some. Stephen will tell you about his son, his family. Uh, He's got a son, Daniel, son Nathan, a son, Joshua. And boy, they they used to walk in my office. We were in the same church. And uh, when they'd come in, they were real little now. I don't know. I'm going to let you tell them how big he is. Boy, they're big boys, but they love Jesus. Vance, welcome, brother. We're glad you're with us, and we're anxious to hear what the Lord's laid in your heart. Thanks for sharing your life with us, and we want to give you the special welcome with the drum roll to Raising Expectations. Thank you
3: so much. What, what a privilege it is. Wow. Praise God.
0: Amen. Good to have you with us.
3: Thank you so very much. Yes. Well, I was holding my phone up a while ago because my grandson Daniel, he's the one that's on uh, scholarship for football quarterback at Mississippi State. Oh. He's a freshman. Yeah, and he just drove back to to Texas uh, oh. yesterday. So maybe he can get on get on with Stephen. They're oh. just coming back from a ball game. So anyway, it's great to be here. Um, I was. Converted, thank God I had a Christian mom and dad. But mom was really a student of the Word, and so from very young I I heard the Scriptures, and uh, she used to, boy, she would preach it to us. And man alive, praise God, it took. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Amen. Yeah. And um, so I grew up. I grew up in the church. Um, far from perfect, like we're all works in progress, aren't we? Amen. And, um, you know, it started early. My mom, my my first paycheck for singing was in 1967. (laughs) I was 17 years old and I got paid. We were doing a a men's uh, prayer breakfast in Bryan, Texas, close to Texas A&M. And my sister and I came and sang and the gentleman handed me a check for five dollars. (laughs) yeah and so um my mom carried it in her purse we never cashed it my mom (laughs) carried it in her purse for over 30 years and she's of course she's singing with the angels now along with dad and one of my sisters but she presented it to me one year and um it was framed, and I've still got it somewhere. I haven't found it yet, but oh, amen. so it's one of those treasures that you know my first uh, offerings, so to say, for singing for the Lord, five dollars. That poor guy never could balance his checkbook, though. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um, uh, then I, I went to East Texas uh, Baptist University for, for one one year and a semester. Um, The summer after my freshman year, I was invited to tour the Northwest um, with a group of 30 college kids from all over the United States. And one of the pivotal things I remember was we had just concluded a service on July 20th, 1969. We just concluded a service in Seattle and uh, we were at the Parsonage And I was glued to the TV because that was the day that men landed on the moon. So, you know, yeah. So it was, but we we toured all over the Northwest, uh, Washington and Oregon, part of Idaho and Northern California. And uh, and then, um, you know, I got my first regular paycheck leading music outside of Jefferson, Texas, New Prospect Baptist Church. Yeah, they paid me $15 a week. (laughs) And I would uh, lead music and lead the choir Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And, uh, yeah, that was, oh, oh, by the way, I always tithe because I was taught to tithe, you know. And so I, he would hand me a check for $15 and I'd hand him a check for $2. So I would, (laughs) I I aired on the, (laughs) you know. But, uh, you know, God's all, all through the journey. My wife and I will be married 50 years on July 20th, believe it or not. So we've got two wonderful kids. Stephen, of course, if he can jump in here. And his beautiful wife, Daisy. And uh, they have three boys. Daniel, who's the one that uh, is on scholarship for football at Mississippi State, quarterback. And then Nathan. And the, they're all six foot five and, and more, <laughs> you know, and uh, my son's six foot five, and he's the head coach and athletic director in a suburb of Dallas called Ferris, Ferris, Texas. And um, and then our daughter is serving the Lord. She's uh, Gina, Gina Funderburg. Her and her husband, Luke, live in the Houston area, and they have four little ones Layla, Brandon, Logan, and Jason. So we have seven grandchildren out of two children: one do- one granddaughter and six grandsons. Wow!
0: Wow! <laughs> yeah. And don't they homeschool them? Because Stephanie yes. is an incredible homeschool teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
3: my daughter Gina she homeschools them. All, all, all that, yeah, and does a marvelous job. And mm-hmm. they're in the Houston area. They have a lot of support people for you know
0: fantastic
3: that they coordinate with so it's it's a good thing the only way to go nowadays i think (laughs) amen (laughs) amen
4: so i have really tall children too he he's six foot five and he likes to tease me because i'm the shortest one in the house so i look at my teenage boys and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) they're still very respectful
3: okay (laughs) um i just got a call from stephen he said i'm i'm on but i'm muted so there he is down at the bottom you want to bring him on there he is yeah
4: i see stephen and daniel
0: yeah there is oh there's stephen and daniel yeah cool tj can you get them on for us there we go Into. Stephanie's our computer gal. If I ever have a question, I say, what do we do now, Steph? (laughs) She knows it. I'm going to
4: host. If I was, I'd do it. Put down
0: the fudge.
4: That's a joke. (laughs) That's a joke. They always tease me about fudge. Okay, so it says that he is asking Stephen to start his video and audio. That's all he can do.
2: Yeah, Stephen, lower left-hand corner of your screen.
1: Who's that?
4: Your your son. There you, there you oh. go. There go.
2: Oh, there's, there's, Daniel. Daniel. there's
4: Daniel. Daniel. There's Daniel. Hey, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daniel, where's the old guy?
3: Where's the old guy, <laughs> Michael? Yeah, there's
1: and you, there's Stephen. Stephen. There there yeah.
4: All right. Hey,
5: Daniel.
4: Yeah. I bet you're happy you to have us? your son home. Absolutely.
5: Absolutely. We welcome. Well, you. we just we just got back from officiating some, um, some uh, junior high seven on seven football. We'll, get, wow. we'll take care of that echo. Sorry about that. There you go.
3: <laughs> yeah, this Dennis. is my favorite son, Stephen.
5: <laughs> I'm your only son, Dad.
3: Your only son. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, same, same thing. Same thing. Same thing, Steve. <laughs> <God. laughs> Praise God. Stephen, I just gave him a, a, a little, you know, a little intro to my life and your mom. So yeah, you I heard
2: kinda,
5: it. I heard it all. I okay. love it. I love hearing it every time.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He didn't change anything, right?
5: <laughs> no, it's,
3: no. It's hey, Stephen. The gentle, the gentleman above you is six five two. He's an athlete, a polo, I believe, right? Water polo, yeah. polo. water we, polo. Yeah. We
4: had two Division One athletes, also. So, I mean, that's a really big deal for your son. We we know what that takes.
5: Well, yeah. I married up. The, the boys take after their mother. She's beautiful. Uh, she's athletic. She's smart, and uh, they got all her attributes. And so, uh, I, I told them, uh, you know, they've got a chance in life. So keep, keep doing that. But Amen. we have fun. We're we're thankful for sure. Thank you for having us on tonight. And I apologize. I literally, oh no, drove. I was dialing in driving back uh, from a uh, from junior high seven on seven football. And so, in the state of Texas, coaching high school football and junior high, it's a lot of fun trying to mold and shape the next generation and using the vehicle of athletics to impact lives. So that's kind of Amen. what we try to do.
2: Amen. That's it. But now no, what what part of Texas, uh Steven? We're we're
5: uh, about 20 minutes south of Dallas.
2: Okay. All right. Okay.
5: So I've been in coaching for over 20 years. I've been in the public school in the state of Texas at the 6A level, which is the largest classification. Um okay. and I've been in the private school market in the North Dallas area for, uh, I guess about 12, 13 years. And then okay. recently, uh, about a year ago, we rejoined the public school arena, uh, felt called to this community and felt called just to, uh, again, try to impact lives and have a lot of fun making a difference in our public schools. So.
2: Oh, well, praise God. You have a task cut out for you.
0: <laughs> hey, coach, uh, state championship. Wouldn't we'll have it any too. other way. Yeah. Amen. <laughs>
5: How many state championships do you have, son? Well, we had a we had a nice little run there where we were competing. I think in nine years we went to six state championships and won four of them. So that was fun. It's mm. great. great. Had, had a great group of kids, had great support, community support, and and uh, was able to build a, a pretty significant program. And then again, you you kind of um, you keep pushing repeat every year. And then I think sometimes. Um, Uh, The Lord allows um, circumstances to kind of come your way, shake you up and say, I've got a new calling, you know, and Mm -hmm. so when those situations arise, I think your antennas pop up and you say, all right, what, 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 where are we going next? It's a great adventure. I think there was a song about that uh, that Stephen Curtis Chapman sang a few years ago. So, you know, <laughs> saddle up your horses. We got to trail the blaze. We got to trail the blaze. Yeah, amen. <laughs> we can we can understand that.
2: We uh, felt the calling to move across the country from California to Georgia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not much it's of a crazy, yeah, just, but just a little bit.
4: <laughs> God always has plans, even if we don't know it. Right. We just got to listen to what He's asking us to do.
3: Oh, right. Always, always. May, may I may I insert a little bit of something that Stephen won't talk about? But Good. I'm down on the Mexican border, close to the Gulf of Mexico. So the very tip of Texas um, is where Stephen grew up. But during the nineties, eighty nine through ninety seven. I had a show in Branson, Missouri, which was seasonal, because our work down here in the wintertime with they used to call them snowbirds, but we we decided to go to all the chambers of commerce and say, look, this is not good. Let's change the name to Winter Texans, and so <laughs> they bring a lot of scratch to the, to the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, Stephen the, the, the Stephen had a kind of a very unusual upbringing through from his eighth grade to graduation. In Branson, Missouri, because he would he would start the season playing football in Branson until the season was over in the wintertime. And then I then we migrate back down here to the Rio Grande Valley where I'd pick up. Uh, We've been doing uh, non-denominational worship services in at, at that time as the largest RV resort in, in the country. The fun and fun and sun, fun and yeah, fun and, fun and sun. Where we had, we would have during the peak of the season, we'd have over two thousand people in in attendance because wow. just you know, just the RV resort alone would hold three thousand people. And so there wow. was a time when they said they, they couldn't fit any more people, in, so they had to raise all the garage wow. doors. And uh, we had over third, over three thousand for worship. In in the 1970s and 80s, and even part of the 90s. Mm. Um, But Stephen would come down uh, in the wintertime and play basketball. And he was nominated to the McDonald's All-American basketball team. But he was also the star quarterback for the Branson Pirates, where they were ranked number one in the state of Missouri his senior year. Anyway. I don't want to brag on him too much, but he that's wouldn't right. tell you that kind of stuff. So yeah. now Daniel and Nathan and Joshua are following in his footsteps. Hey, Daniel, you want to say a word?
0: Yeah, tell us, Daniel.
6: Hey, Daniel, how y'all doing? I uh, my I call him Paul. So Vance, I call that's my that's what I named him. So Paul just texted me out of the blue while I was driving back, and he's like, "Are you on You hopping on the Zoom call?" And I was like, "What Zoom call?" So it's uh it's good to be here. Good to see
2: y'all. Good to everybody.
1: I think I think Daniel
6: didn't uh, in. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, that's all right. I was just
1: gonna say something funny. That's called an audible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's an audible. Yeah. Right. The good the the good thing about
5: the good thing about playing for Coach Leach out of Mississippi State is he lets the quarterbacks make a lot of audibles. So. Uh, I think Daniel just uh, checked at the line of scrimmage and yeah. and jumped on the call so we appreciate that but Daniel you know being a coach I was able to coach my I'm still coaching my my two youngest sons my wife and I we have Daniel Nathan will be a senior and Joshua will be a freshman in high school and uh, we love sports um, because it gives it's given our family a platform like I said to try to make a difference in people's lives and uh, and Daniel we're proud of him I'm sure if my dad keeps talking he he'll brag on me and he'll brag on his grandkids and brag on my sister, Gina, and uh, thankful for the legacy that my, my mom and my dad and my grandparents before them lived and left. And there's no doubt that in today's day and age, you know, we just pray my wife and I, by the grace of God that we would be able to in some small way, continue that ripple effect, you know, Mm -hmm. of, of, of encouraging people in their faith and deep relationships with their family and um, we're humbled because we feel like we've got some amazing teenage sons that are following after the calling on their life, and um, so that's what we try to do around here. Joe,
6: <laughs> well, they—I'll uh, say I have—I'm very blessed with amazing parents and amazing grandparents, and not everybody has the blessing of having amazing, having both sets of grandparents that pour into them along with their parents. Like ever since I was a little kid. I've been up on stage at Fun and Son singing in front of 200 people with my grandpa. So that's what I've I've grown up with, Uh, just his musical background. And with my dad being my coach, uh, we've got to do some pretty cool things together. And he got to coach me up all the way through high school. And so I'm I'm very blessed to have that support of my, my grandpa, of course, my grandparents, my family um, and just pouring into me on the music aspect and with sports.
4: Yeah. Daniel, I have a question for you. Of course. How do you feel like faith, um, plays a role in your life right now?
6: I would say, um, there was a big transition going off to college about a year and a half ago. I graduated early and, um, going to play division one football. And so, Eight hours away, you you don't have that support of your family. Your your parents aren't there aren't there to tell you to get in bed, um, and you pretty much have to do what you want. And so, my faith kind of really became my own. I had that structure of my parents and grandparents taking us to church every week and telling us, "Okay, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life." Amen. But in college, you've got to make that decision for yourself, and so. For me personally, I've I've chosen to follow Jesus through that um, and live for Him, and so I'm I'm not starting right now or anything. I'm just my mindset is right now. I'm I'm working every day, my mind, my body, um, just to continue to strive after Jesus and pursue Him and work as hard as I possibly can to His glory. Um, and then I've also been able
5: to plug in with the local church that I attend and help lead there. Amen. Well, Wonderful. and I. I think, Daniel, one thing we encouraged him and will continue to do is, well, man, once you go off to college, find a home church, find a small group Bible study, someone that's going to encourage you. And he's been able to find a local church that has loved on him. I know the first year we couldn't make it to Easter. So one of the assistant pastors knew that Daniel was from Texas and was not going to have a place to go. So they reached out and invited him to Sunday dinner after Easter service. So it's that kind of love and serve servants heart. He's plugged into a local church. And now a year and a half later, he's uh, been invited to help be part of their leadership team to the college, you know, college ministry and students. He's been, he's volunteered at, at disciple now weekends to go impact teenagers from around Mississippi. He's been invited to be, uh, get uh, speak and sit at one of the host tables at the, the, uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, uh, ministry there at the at the bowl game in Memphis this past year, and sat on stage with with uh, Coach Sonny Cumby, formerly from TCU and Texas Tech, who's now the the head coach at Louisiana Tech. So, um, who actually recruited Daniel over the years uh, from Texas. But I, I guess the cool thing as parents is to see. God's grace at work in our lives because we are far from perfect. And I think that's the example that my mom and dad and my grandparents lived out was, um, we all need the grace and the love of Jesus. And then we need to become experts at forgiving each other because we're going to hurt each other. And most of the time, hopefully it's not intentional. <laughs> um, and, and my wife and I will be this August be celebrating our 25th year of marriage. We've been together since junior high. She was an eighth grader and I was a freshman. I, uh, I pursued her and she ran away from me for about three years. <laughs> and finally, my junior year. She was setting tears. the hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She well, setting some, the hook. Yeah. All I know Whether is I could a lot of tears it. till she said yes. But uh we got married in college, 19. She was 19. I was 20. And you had to look back now and it seems like it's just uh, it's 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 come and gone so quickly. And so. To be, you know, celebrating Mother's Day yesterday with my wife, and to look at all the family pictures and the baby pictures—like, man, life is a vapor. And I try to talk to my mom or dad at least every other day, if not every day, through Facetime, and we try to stay connected Amen. through text messaging and social media, and just Amen. thank Amen. technology because it allows us to continue to love each other. And, and until you know, we're we're going to be together here in a couple of weeks. And, um, always cherish the moments that we are able to be together. So again, just thankful tonight to get on to, and be able to share a little bit of our story, but we're, I don't know if you can tell, we love each other with my dad, if you gave him the microphone he'd keep bragging on all of us, but we can shut <laughs> up and you can keep asking us questions because we just want to, we just want to brag on God's faithfulness in our family tonight. Well, Amen. and I
4: asked, that's why I was asking Daniel, is that just as a, a parent, as a mom, Um, I still have two teenage sons that are at home, like keep them alive and they'll be okay. But um, that is like, I think a parent's heart is that you raise your children just to love and live for the Lord. And I don't think it's an accident that you are essentially in a position of leadership, whether you know it or not yet, and that you are going to have profound impact on the community around you. And I can hear it in your dad and I can hear it in your granddad pa as you call him like each of them is using their different abilities and I think that's the only thing we really get to leave right is to share our faith to give it to those we love around us the next generations to carry it on and so it's great to hear especially in a young person because um, you have a lot of worldly challenges occurring around you
6: yeah uh... Just going to college, there was definitely some challenges. I faced a lot of loneliness. Like the first few weeks, I went middle of the year uh, during COVID, during online classes. And so I wasn't interacting really with anybody. I didn't really know anybody. And so that first month, first three weeks to four weeks, I didn't like I didn't know anybody uh, really. And so that was one of my big prayer requests was asking the Lord to send me friends. And out of the blue, I had some guys text me that knew of me so i got i got to meet some of my friends i still have today
2: so
3: <laughs> let me say this um daniel's favorite subject is apologetics so that's pretty heavy in itself so daniel maybe you can take that and run with it a minute
0: <laughs> well a weird I, kid isn't he <laughs> yeah he's
6: a little, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he theologues.
6: yeah All already well uh Paul and I, or Vance and I, have a lot, of, a lot of deep conversations. We talk about the Lord a lot, about like theology. And so um, one of my passions is just being ready to defend the gospel. And so I, I actually had one of my roommates ask me about that. So I got to share the gospel and why I believe what I believe um, the other day, in fact, last week. And so that's one of my big passions is just having answers for my faith.
5: Well, and what I appreciate in family, you know, my grandfather used to preach and um, he used to say, you know, find a passage of scripture and run for the cross because yeah. Yeah. Uh, for all sort of the glory of God. And there's none righteous, no, not one. And um, I mean, where would any of us be if it weren't for the, the cross, the resurrection, the empty tomb? Our hope is in the yeah. Lord on the good days he gets the praise and the glory and on the bad days we get to bow at the feet of our savior and he cleans us up and and that sun comes up every morning and we we praise so that the mercies of the lord are every are new every morning and i don't know how people go about their day and live their lives and try to raise their families and run in the rat race mm-hmm. without the blessed hope and that's not a I hope that doesn't come across as an arrogant statement for those who might still be seeking, you know, there, there are seekers out there. There are people in today's environment, whether it's political environment, whether it's um, the things that are going on in our country, uh, the, the the various debates that can get so heated. Uh, I think the church, uh, we as a body have been guilty of just being ultra aggressive and trying to win arguments instead of just love people and let, the Holy spirit do what only he can do anyways. And that's change the heart of man, change my mm-hmm. heart change your heart. And I don't know about y'all, but I got a long way to go. Right. So, um,
0: God, we sad.
5: just, I think our family, we're so messed up that we just know we need Jesus. That, that's probably. <laughs> <the point>. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: Oh, what's, wow. what's been your biggest challenge in coaching
5: your kids? Coaching my own sons. Yeah. Um, We had to have an agreement early on, probably starting in about fourth or fifth grade. You know, here I am, a a high school coach that's winning state championships. And then all of a sudden they started playing youth sports and and the volunteer dads would say, hey, do you want to coach? And i would be like, no, because I know that day's coming. I just want to be a dad as long as I can. But around the sixth grade year, sixth grade ish age, I started getting a little more involved, trying to help Mm. uh, because I knew the day was coming when when you're a coach in the state of Texas, there's a lot of pressure and and that's, that's fine. And that's fun. Um, It matters. And so we love competition, but also the other thing is when you're coaching your own kids, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of guys who've done that right and well, and they let their own kids get coached hard. Uh, You, 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 you you don't want to play favorites because then that ends up hurting them down the road with their own peers. And, and, I had this agreement, almost like a movie script going into this, that, you know what? I'm going to coach you harder than anyone could ever imagine that they would, they would um, be amazed or at the thought of, they do not want to be a coach's kid because I don't want to be coached that hard. And there were days that we just kind of had an agreement going into it that son, I am going to tear into you today because your teammates need to see that you about to, get coached harder than anybody. And uh, it's been challenging because they've had success individually and we've had success as a team over the years. And with success comes accolades and the spotlight. And so sometimes there's accusations from the peanut gallery, if you will, yeah, yeah. Of people that think they know that that <laughs> start bad mouthing you or your kids when they have tried to do nothing but put the team first. And, uh, I'm thankful to be in a community that's been very supportive of not only myself and my wife and what we're trying to build as a athletic program and community, but they've actually received our boys with, with open arms as they continue to, to strive to, to use their gifts to better the, and help the team. So from my vantage point, you probably want to ask Daniel, um, from my vantage point, we kind of had this agreement that I am going to coach you very hard and you have one response. Yes, sir. Coach me, coach, make me great. There's no back talking. Mm-hmm. There's no discussions on the field on the drive home, maybe. And then, um, you know, you, you can go cry to your, your mother and then she'll be the soft pillow. But I always, here's the one last thing I'll say about that. I wanted to make sure that however I coached my son, that we had this understanding and agreement because 10, five, 10 years, 10, 10 months at. 10 days, 10 hours after the season's over, I want to always be their daddy. And I want to have that relationship with me. Winning's important, but it's not that important. And one of my mentors, Joe knows him, Neil Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. said this. He was a a star quarterback for Baylor uh, back in the 70s and 80s. And he stood before a group of men and challenged all of us. He said, you know what? Football is a great sport, but it makes a lousy idol and a lousy God. And so I never wanted to sacrifice my marriage or my children on the altar of success, or, or or you know to be a successful football coach. So what that means to me is I always, even though I was going to coach my kids hard, they always understood why and why and where it was coming from. It was coming from a place of trying to be the best we can absolutely absolutely be. Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, you know, mm-hmm. do as as under the Lord and not under man. And then. Understand that if if you ever had a bad day and you felt like I crossed that line and took it too far, at home pull me aside. Let's let's cry together. Let's hug each other. Let's encourage one another because we're, we're into this t- together. Amen. Amen. all right Daniel. Let's hear it, Daniel. Probably has his own- <laughs> Daniel. Let's, no, let's hear it, Daniel. Okay, so I, I coach <laughs> well, my boys. I coach my boys in water polo. So what are the things I shouldn't do? <laughs> Well, um, to
6: that, I'll say, yes, we had, we had that agreement. And um, there was, you know, that was up through, that's kind of started in middle school, seventh grade. Um, I was trying to figure out the quarterback thing and help lead my team. And so we, we made that agreement back in sixth or seventh grade. And he, he said like, as a coach's son, I'm going to coach you harder than anybody else. And it might not be your fault, the receiver might drop the ball or it might be your fault, but I'm going to just – some days I'm going to tear into you anyway because that's what the team needs to see. They need to see that I'm hard on you um, and that you can take it and handle the pressure and be a leader. And so we had we had that discussion and we had that um, that agreement, but it didn't always feel like that, though. There would be, uh, be some practices where I, wouldn't, I might not have the best day and my dad would just tear into me, just tear into me during the day and get in my face in front of everybody. Or, um, yeah, just – and so we'd hop in the car afterward, and he'd, he'd, he'd smile, turn smile at me. Hey, how was your day, son? My dad, just you were just ripping me like 10 minutes ago. But, you know, we had, we had to learn to uh, kind of flip the switch on and off we talked about football at the house every now and then, but w- once we were off the field, uh, I always knew he's my dad, and he loved me and cared about me and was for me.
5: Well, and remember what he's saying about ripping him. It was a movie, y'all. It was a movie script, and we were fulfilling it. We had to. And the other thing is people think that I coach football, but I'm, act- I'm actually training champions. Right. We live in a society today where <clears throat> young men, if they don't have grit, if they don't have resolve, if they don't have – a uh, uh, feet to stand on convictions and passion and understand that the winds are going to come and blow. And, and, and we don't need men with the, the spine of a spaghetti noodle. You know, we, the, the, the Bible says, set your face like a flint.
6: Mm-hmm. And
5: that was what we were trying to, you know, for me, it was a training ground. Yes. Football, throw it to the open guy, <laughs> read your coverage, <laughs> Throw it before the blitz can get to you so your mom's not elbowing me saying, why, you know, yeah. why is he taking it? So I was always coaching toward this level of excellence, mm-hmm. and I hope that it's translated now. You're in the SEC and the Division I level, and you have future NFL players running at you to rip your head off. Hopefully some of what I taught him helped with that learning curve yes. as he He's to just try to be the best he can be for his team and teammates in the locker room and on the field. But again, we were building, yes, a football program and coaching quarterback play and wanting to be the best we could be. But, you know, we also felt like we were reaching. I I always pray that I could reach not only through my own son's heart, but all the kids that have been entrusted to me and reach that next generation. And hopefully what we're training now we will see the fruit five and ten and twenty years down the road. Amen. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you because uh, Junior Olympics are in Dallas. They were last year. They'll be be there again this year. And I'll tell you, the Texas kids
2: are very respectful, and, and they just know they're they're young men
5: becoming men, Amen. and that's great. So it sounds like you've done that. <laughs> well, we're working on it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Paul, you got an audible.
3: <laughs> I just say by the grace of God, you know, my,
1: my brain was parallel. I'm, just so
3: proud of, I'm proud of Stephen and Daisy. Yeah.
1: yeah,
3: and and what they're doing with my grandson, my oldest grandson's, and we're so proud of them. Uh, but right. we realize that we're all works in progress, and so for you know, I I think part of marriage, you know, if you're gonna if you're going to cause a marriage that can last to 50 years, you know, 80% of it, or maybe more is learning how to forgive, you know?
5: So, Speaking of marriage, here's my beautiful bride. Hey, Daisy. Daisy. Hey, Daisy.
2: <laughs>
5: but the Coach's wife had an ice chest with water bottles and snacks and <laughs> taking it home. And so she's going to step onto the scene while Dan- Daniel exits. Hello. <laughs> Hey. Bye, they, they. see you,
2: So, so he was correct. You did give the boys the beauty for sure. <laughs>
5: oh. <laughs> I told them their looks, athleticism and brains from you. So they got a chance.
3: <laughs> let, let me jump in real quick.
5: Um, our first year in Branson, I believe
3: it was, wasn't it Stephen? You were in eighth grade. And we moved back to the Valley to continue our winter stuff. And, and he and I were outside shooting basketball. Right. And two girls come walking down oh, the boy. street. I
5: know this. Story. And,
3: <laughs> and uh, Daisy and her cousin were walking by. And so they talked and I went in the house and let them talk, you know? And so finally after he came in, I said, who was that tall girl? Because she had just moved moved to the to our town, and she and he said that's Daisy Dove. Well, it just so happens that that I grew up with her dad and and uh, her aunt, and so anyway, it, it wound up being you know, praise God, Daisy. <laughs> we love you. You know that.
0: Amen. I'm proud of you. Two special people, absolutely yeah. special people. Yeah, I tell you what, Ron, you got a, you have a question. I tell you what, we, or Stephanie, it's great. We have another lady. See, we only have Stephanie Daisy right now. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, I mean, is, of, we refer to her as the rose among the thorns. But you know, she yeah. does a great job. Yeah, she kind of smooths ball.
2: us out here, you know. the smooth yeah, us that's out.
0: Takes care of it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I, I guess I, I do have uh, a couple of things. One is uh, you are a coach in a public high school, uh, which in itself is, uh, from my experience, <laughs> can be interesting. Uh, so my, one of the, I guess one of the issues I deal with my guys and then I train is if you're in that environment, how do you um, maintain or intentionally impress upon folk there your witness of Christ? In the lives of the younger men you you face. Uh, And I guess, because one of the things that I think most people don't consider is you can ask, I have guys that are in their 70s, 70s down to their 30s, right? And the guys that are 50, 60, 70 years old, I can ask them the name of their high school football coach, and they'll tell me his name, and they'll tell me stories about it to this very day, and they're in their 70s. So it's a very special um, uh, relationship and very special dynamics there that that sort of impact the man's life for decades to come. So my question to you is, how do you go about impacting their lives, not only as as men, uh, become good men, but how do you find a way to impact them with your faith in, in, in a public school environment? I know that's difficult, my wife being in that environment.
5: Right. I appreciate that question. I think, first of all, you know, when we kick off our coaches training, so I'm the athletic director as well. So I've, I've been oh, okay. over the but right. and uh, that was one of, when I was 18 years old, I knew I wanted to be an athletic director and head football coach. And I don't know why, just the competitive nature of sports. And just, I felt wired that way and with my grandfather and my dad being in the ministry, I always felt like that whistle around my neck was my pulpit, but in the public school, you want to do it the right way. I mean, you, you want to do it in such a way where I just try to be authentic in front of my kids and hope that they see my heart and my love for them. And so the Reverend Billy Graham said, a coach can impact more lives in one year than the average person will in a lifetime. If we truly believe that, then what a humbling um, perspective to take, like, oh my gosh, Lord, if you can you, you, you would use me to reach these teenagers during this formidable years. So we have 6,570 days from birth to graduation as parents or 18 summers until our kids go off to college. And about fifth or sixth grade, parents hand their kids off, in essence, from the youth little league t-ball sports activities, They get into junior high. They go to school for eight hours a day, then to practices fall, winter, and spring, whether it's in the band, fine arts, one-act play, drama, chess club, or athletic sports. So all of a sudden, around sixth or seventh grade, our boys and girls will spend more time with their athletic coaches in many cases than they will their own parents, basically starting around the age of 12. So that age, that window of 12 to 18, there's a huge window for influence. So what we've tried to do, whether when we were in high school or in college, we were part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA club, which those are legal around the country because they are student led. So you asked a question to me, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes club, FCA, just like there's a chess club or any other club that's. Legal and sanctioned as long as it's student led, you just have to have an adult sponsor. Having an SCA club at the local junior high and high school, still to this day, is legal and it's the, the most effective way to use the vehicle of athletics to draw kids in, play a game, have a student led devotion. And as a coach, when you just support and love your kids through that, they start to see there's something different about coach. There's something different. So we try to live that out in front of the kids that we were entrusted to, whether they see hopefully a, an authentic marriage, not perfect, but authentic mm-hmm. and our family interact. And so if they ask, we share. And um, we're just thankful for that platform.
2: Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Now, what one other question for your dad here? Uh, fun and son, are you guys still uh, pastoring doing a church there now? This day, still today? Yes, sir. And Joe well, mentioned something.
3: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we lost momentum during the you COVID. know COVID, yeah. And so, but we're back in 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 uh, stride now. But most of the winter folks have gone back to the to their homes in the north, okay. and All so right. our crowds are are down. But we still had 120 122 counting the uh, the puppy dog that <laughs> what do they call those dogs that help the Counting the dog, <laughs> we had 122 people. Yet <laughs> okay.
2: So All right. Now, now, Joe mentioned you guys doing some work down on the border. Um, yeah. You know that's. Well, what, yeah,
0: yeah. I tell you what. Go ahead and share that. We're gonna have. We have to have oh, you all back. You have really, really <laughs> stirred people. Yeah, I'm looking. The clock at, again. The, I the clock. At the clock. And I hate this clock. I've only got like, uh, just, <laughs> can you give them a teaser on that? And then we're going to come back.
3: This is a Bible that was printed up specifically for the illegal young men under 18 that are housed in the facility where we were holding services. But now we're back at front and sun. Uh, but uh, this is specially in spanish and it even has some cartoons full color mm-hmm. cartoons that share the gospel amen and and they baptized uh, we bought a portable baptistry mm-hmm. and so they baptized over 5000 of these young men
2: Ooh, wow amen praise
3: god wow, that's great and uh, god. so we're taking a bad situation OK, we, we acknowledge that it's it's not at not best, but rather than we're trying to reach out and share the gospel with them. Right. We're not even allowed to take pictures with them because it's, it's a federal program. Mm. And so we have to kind of walk a real tight balance, you know. Um, so but we are able to share, not able to give names or anything. But but like I say, we we pay for thousands and thousands of, of these, these Bibles that, that go. And so, so they're getting the gospel, you know, and they're there about 90 days is about the average turnaround until they find foster parents or um, relate relations here in the States. If not, then they have to go back. Hmm. So, but it's it's an outreach that most people can't hear about because we don't, we're not allowed to publicize it because we're walking a, d- a
0: delicate line there yeah right
3: yeah.
2: praise wow. god praise god mm.
0: yeah. makes me think of andrew andrew murray passing out the bibles remember you yep. we were young in the ministry and behind the uh, the berlin wall the iron curtain passing yep. that's brother andrew you yep. doing that's something boy <laughs> you know you know you i know you're really busy <laughs> Just <an athletic laughs> With the five billion things you got to cover, and uh, but maybe Daisy can help you with that. She always is such a great help. So good to see you too. And you know, we got to have you guys back, and we've got I got to make one quick commercial. And this is it, here it is coming quick. You ready? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you already know this commercial, and I still don't have my sign. Our high tech, I don't know where the sign is, but. We're here on the radio today by your loving generosity, your gifts, and for uh, the donations that you make. So I'm going to give you the address. You ready? I'm going to give you another one. a minute. minute. So have your pen ready because I want you to know how to find the site that Daisy made, I understand, just for your ministry. We're going to be giving that out in a minute. Okay. If you will help us stay on the air, if you help us, actually, you're going to meet the – they're going to be back. We're going to bring them back. You have to drive down there and get them. But here's the deal. Here's the website for you. It's bbsradio.com forward slash Raising Expectations, bbsradio.com forward slash Raising Expectations. If you go on there, you can find all of our shows. You'll be able to find this program. We'll be on there for you by Wednesday morning. You'll be able to watch it all week. Most of the people uh, tune in, but they also watch all week from the uh, the information I get back. So if you can donate, whatever you can give, if God lays on your heart. And for those of you that do give, thank you. You make this possible. We thank God for your generosity. We thank God for who you are. Okay, that's enough of that. I hate talking about money. Pastors hate that, right, Stephen? We can't stand talking about money. That's like athletic directors trying to get money for school. You got to use somebody else to help and get that part out. That's you know, that's not your favorite thing, probably. But we have, we've got about three minutes, guys. Let's go ahead and, and then I'm going to work really hard, Stephen, somehow to get you back. And please give your son a big hug for us and tell him yes. what a blessing. And, and we're going to be rooting for him this year. You did a good job keeping him safe all through that years of football. Good job. Good job. If he's still there, you did a real good job. He's still two- I remember the first time I saw him, he was about uh five eight, five, six, eight, somewhere in there. Something happened. Advance. Ah, Whoa. <laughs> Whatever he ate for breakfast, that was good stuff. <laughs> really good stuff. Who's yeah. got a question? We, we've got about uh, we've got three minutes. Help me out on this. So watch your watches. We're going to get them back. We got about three minutes on air time.
4: Paul, oh, Paul, oh, come
0: on. I'm taking delight
1: tonight in listening because uh, um, th- there is a parallel between coaches who have sons and pastors who have sons. Yeah. To try and build them up and. Uh, I remember one time uh, my son said to me, this was a number of years ago. He said, dad, I love you. I love what you do. I love what you say. But couldn't you do something else for a while? You know, <laughs> I heard that <laughs> desperation in his heart, you know, but yeah. it's a consistency because that same young man now is playing in a praise band in a, in a, in a church that runs about 50 uh, in California. But yeah. I asked him what he thought of it. And he says, I love it. You know, I love it. you. instill know, you that kind of love in them, and it it takes root and it grows. You know, I love what I love what uh, you know. Uh, Paul said, "You know, I planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase." Amen. You know? Amen. Always, uh, he's always faithful to His word, and and Daniel and Daisy and Vance, thank you so much. You know, thanks for sharing your life. Uh, keep it up. You know, uh, you're serious about serving and the enemy's serious about trying to knock you down. Um, mm-hmm. some wise person says not well, how many times you get knocked down so how many times you get up. All right. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Great stuff.
0: So. Ron, you got a, you got sixty seconds, you got a thought, bro? Oh wow, I'm, I'm a Baptist preacher. I get sixty seconds. I really? <laughs> 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 okay.
2: <laughs> I just want to thank, thank, thank you also. Uh, and again, uh, Vance for your, your legacy here uh, and Steven and, and uh, Daisy. Uh, I, again, I work with men, I train men, and I'm the guy who's coming around in the back trying to help uh, pick up the, the pieces, but there are people, couples like you and there are coaches like you who love the Lord, who love people and who understand the impact you can have on young men's lives. And, uh, and, and as you said, um, it, the impact is, is immeasurable in most people's mind, but there are guys like me down the line who see it on both sides. So mm-hmm. thank you and praise God what you do and keep doing it. Keep Christ first. And, uh, and I'm telling you, there'll be guys talking about you when you're long gone.
0: Amen, Ron. Amen. That's it. Uh, i tell you what, I'm going to jump, uh, 60 yeah, seconds. I, I, I got did it. It. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you did. Hey, that's <laughs> a miracle. You <laughs> so, did you going real quick? Have, did you have a nonprofit website or something that
4: you want yeah, to Yeah, here see? it is. Oh, yeah, you ready? yeah,
0: yeah. Here we go. It's lighthouse fellowship INT period org. Did I get that right? Yes. Got it right. Okay, I want to make sure. <laughs> lighthouse fellowship int period or dot org. Okay. That's the website. I looked at it. If you made that, uh, Daisy, you did a beautiful job. It looks great. (laughs) Really good work. And Vance, I just want to tell you guys, your family has blessed my life a long time. We were in a large church together. I watched you guys. I watched your boys. I watched you at the football games. You were a great coach. I never, ever saw Daisy without a smile and joy in her face anywhere in the halls of this church where I had a small ministry too. you, You blessed my life and When I look for people, much like Ron and like Paul said, the same thing, that are encouragement to me, you're right on the top of the list. And your dad, Vance, we go way back there together. So uh, when you said $5 on the check, Paul and I said amen. So that was good. We remember that. So You're in our prayers, brother. We're going to pray for you down there. And please consider this. I'm going to get back to you. We'd love to have you back. We'll try to work it somehow. Stephen, thanks for taking all the time. You worked hard to be on here tonight, and we were blessed. There are lives that were changed by what you said tonight, and and, uh, we're going to be following you and checking in all the way down the line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, raising expectations. If you didn't get your expectations stoked and fired up and raised tonight, do this. Take your hand, put it right here. You may not feel a pulse because you missed it tonight. They're talking about what God does. If you don't feel something and don't feel in your heart tonight, you missed out on that. So we'll be back next week, same time, same station. We will have, again, from Fox 4 News, uh, David Ray will be with us from Fox 4 and Dallas. And uh, in any event, we'll look forward to having you guys back with us. And God bless you. You in our prayers. Thanks for being Thank with you. us tonight. We bless Thank you. God We're bless people. you guys. Thanks I'm for being I'm with you. us. Love you guys. Okay. Thanks so much. All right, friends. Thanks for joining us on this week's program of raising expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future. In, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556. Or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.